Okay, welcome into the Mentor Forge podcast. Um, continue on my series about business mentoring 101. Um, this is something I just really have been, as much as I've tried to articulate and brand myself and my messaging, uh, found really discovered this is what I do. This is what I I help um, emerging leaders in business, young entrepreneurs really develop and within their organization or in their business as I kind of unpack really how do you mentor someone within business? Um, last week talked about vision this week, going to talk about attitude mindset, how you approach this. How do you help someone really affect the way they think the way they affect their attitude is affecting others in a work environment or in a business. Right? So let me start with this. So 40, 3% of men feel like they need to hide their true selves at work. And that's compared to 34% of women, 43% of men. So a little, you know, less than half, but still a large percentage, just more than a third, almost just less than a half. Um, and I'm sure y'all love my little math um, skills here. Um <laughs> But just trying to paint a picture of just how common this is, that there is, a when it comes to attitude, the approach is not, hey, I need to probably hold back myself for the benefit of the team, or I probably um, just need to act in a professional manner. It is literally, I show up and it is, I have to withhold who I am because I don't want to lose trust. I don't want to lose my job. I don't. Uh, I don't want to present myself in a way that people don't like or won't uh, allow for me to get where I want to be, which is more money, more promotion. Kind of those vague things we approach business and work. And so this is a more common thing amidst of men. Men feel less safe in the workplace from the context of sh- showing their true selves. And to another level, this is even. Uh, I found this statistic 80% of professional men suffer from imposter syndrome at some point in their life so they believe that their promotion where they've gotten in their career that they shouldn't be there they don't deserve to be there that they're underqualified i'm trying to remember his last name um it, it was one of my episodes i want to say in the 50s i interviewed uh episode 53 i interviewed John Malora, and he talked about just his dealing with imposter syndrome. Um, I really enjoyed the interview. John's a great guy. But so if that's something you want to unpack and just learning how to be true to yourself in the midst of that and what to tell yourself, I recommend uh, go checking out episode 53 of Men of Forge. But how are we affecting the world around us? So this is all these things, these these desires to pull back to withhold to this core belief about ourselves is affecting our attitude and mindset at work. And when I mentor somebody or what I encourage people when they mentor and develop, you know, first you start with vision, creating that vision. And then from there, okay, what is that attitude and mindset that's going to to really on a day to day, that's going to affect the, the world around you, the culture and really help you get to your goal and achieve your vision. And, and that's, and it can be really, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, 
because but I think all of us want to approach our work with a level of joy. Joy is so infectious with intentionality. I think there's too many people walking around because they're afraid of how they come off, how they're perceived. They're not very intentional with what they're doing on a daily basis. And then therefore they're inauthentic. And so when we think about our attitude in our work environment, when you think about our mindset of how we approach our day to day and how we want to, how to succeed, um, this is what a lot of people are struggling with. Is I, I don't want to have a negative interaction. I don't want to have someone have a negative perception of me. So therefore, I'll just pull back, or or they pull back because they're afraid of if they do present themselves, they'll be rejected right? People won't like it. And therefore that a hundred percent affects our attitude. So, so when you, when we're mentoring someone in a business environment, I think to talk through after you go through the, the vision is like, all right, so how, what does your day to day look like of making that happen? How do you, how do you want to bring out the best in yourself? Because the only way to achieve that vision in a way that's fulfilling is to really be authentic in the midst of going after that. If you're trying to be somebody else to get there, like we talked about last time is burnout sets in um, disappointment. It's that's not going to feel very fulfilling, but when you're in yourself and you're allowing you to affect the, the environment around you with joy, with intentionality, with excitement, authenticity in your environment, what can happen? So I think we we always, when we mentor, we got to ask that question. How are you going to affect the world around you? How do you want your imprint when people interact with you? What do they, what you want them to experience? And is that consistent with who you are? I think that's where we got to meet. I think, you know, I'm a pretty goofy, gregarious guy sometimes. And I can't always expect somebody to respond that way. There's personalities that have a different interaction in especially social or work environments. But am I presenting that self and giving people opportunity to know that whether they're even, even to the point of rejection, you know, if I'm not even giving people that space to do that. And so this is what's uh, fun about what, when we mentor somebody, is is in the the debriefing from meetings. I think meetings are really interesting because you can kind of like what makes you withhold your voice, what makes you withhold an attitude, you know, uh, on a daily basis. Because you can kind of that's a great way to unpack these why you're withholding yourself. Is it for a good reason for the team, or is it uh, more of a self preservation thing? And I think that's great when we have mentors within a business world, we can, they can help us kind of unpack that a little bit because they want to see our, the best of, of us, not the best version of someone else that you're trying to portray. So I think we always have to think that, am I presenting myself or am I trying to present a version of what I think somebody wants? And that's what's great about a mentor within this space is a mentor can provide that safe space to really understand what is that person. Uh, 
Yeah, I would say probably my biggest failure in this area and attitude is not wanting to disrupt the status quo in a work environment. So I withhold, I pull back, I present something that I think I want to, what is what they want, how I'm being perceived, and and, and it doesn't work out. It ends up being, I get to the end of the day, the end of my time there and I'm just exhausted, worn out, burnt out, disappointed. And um, people are wanting more from me. And you're realizing, oh, by me trying to worry about how they're perceiving, I'm therefore not bringing my best self, but not even my best performance either. So how do we connect when we talk about attitude and mindset? How are we connecting our best self that connects to best performance? Because I I'm a firm believer, it is a core belief of mine, when we understand ourselves, know ourselves, when we bring the best version of us, that is the best performer in a work environment. And when you got all those people understanding that dynamic, there's going to be friction, but a lot of times friction creates movement. And when people have that grace and understanding of people trying to figure this out amidst a work environment, you know, Great things can happen, but generally when we experience it, I'm kind of rambling here, but this is another thought that just popped in my head because I really, this is what ends up happening in a work environment, especially if a leader does this, who doesn't understand that the idea of mentorship is they want to just reproduce themselves. So when they, as long as you want to be like them and operate like them, we'll be successful. Well, that's really difficult. That is really hard for human beings who are very different, who all have very unique imprints, DNA, personality, identities, to all try to be one person. Because there ends up being unhealthy competition, um, backstabbing, gossip. They're all looking for the, the approval by being, whoever looks the most like the leader ends up getting promoted and people get left behind, people leave. And the owner or the leader just does not um, yeah, get the best version of people. And there's a lack of authenticity in the work environment. And so really as a leader, are, I, are you creating an environment where people can be unique? Cause you're also getting different roles with different expertise. So therefore you need different people with different personalities and identities and, to fit those roles. So you, it's baffles me sometimes that some leaders want to just reproduce themselves and think that's a mode for success when you've just got so many different types of roles for an organization to grow and, and really become a more successful business company organization. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening today. Um, Any comments, questions, please feel to reach out. Um, the link should be in the description and I'll see y'all next week.